him this morning. I bless him for his holiness. I bless him for his immutability. I bless him for him being a sovereign God. I praise him this morning and I thank God for you as well. God bless you. This is the day that the Lord have made. We're going to rejoice and we're going to be glad in it. It's so good to see those of you that have made it here this morning. Hallelujah. You ought to just take a moment now and just give God praise. Give him thanks. Someone should declare that he is worthy. Yes, God is worthy. The feelings of guilt, hurt, shame, and defeat. Open your mouth and give God praise right now. Let him know that he is worthy. Let him know how much you love him. Lift up your holy hands and tell the Lord that you love him with all of your being, with all of your existence, that you love the Lord. I love the Lord today, and I pray, God, that you do too. Welcome to our streaming service here at Nation's Harvest. Praise God. Welcome in this hour to refresh where we live up to the very word of God that says they that wait upon the Lord shall renew and there should be a renewing right now of your strength the word says it all in one that it's renewed it already exists but it's being revived it's being refreshed and that's why we dedicate Sunday mornings to refresh shall renew their strength and that's what we're looking to do today to be renewed we need that precious people of God we need something that is aging something that is dying to be renewed amen 
something needs to be made afresh. When it is renewed, it will mount up with wings, which simply means now that from something that has become still and stagnant, it again has become mobile, moving forward. I bless him this morning. God bless you. I want to take just a moment for prayer and for meditation, and I want to impact your knowledge with the word from God today so that you will be able to sort out the things that are occurring in your life on a daily basis. I want to say that again carefully, and I want to say it so that it can be well understood. I want you to be empowered, your life to be impacted with a word of knowledge that will allow you to effectively reverently, humbly, and in a godly fashion be able to process through the things that are happening on a daily basis for the rest of this day um, and for tomorrow and for the next day and until the Lord comes effectively. I don't want you to live just from day to day. Um so casually, but I want you to live day to day being empowered. Amen. Going to have a word of prayer. I did learn last week that through the instructions to attempt to stream from your device to your TV, it works so much better. I have also learned that it is not the transmission. It's not what I'm pushing out. But it is your ability to receive this on your devices based on how you are connected to the Internet without getting deep in the technical ramifications of this. It simply says that not every device that is out there is created equal. Amen. So depending on your internet speeds, that's going to determine how you're able to um, actually receive our transmission. I guess you say, well, how can I get um, Bishop T.D. Jakes or Noel Jones or uh, Furtick or Stephen Furtick or these great ministries, and it, it doesn't. Uh, when you're streaming live, uh, it's just kind of a bit of a different uh, method of transmission. Okay, and um, your requirements are just going to be just a little bit more. But talk to each other. Uh, I know that last week my sister Janet said that um, her grandson, my nephew, um, Zakai, they're young and they know what to do. And he went back there and he had her hooked up and she says she didn't miss not one jot or tittle of last week's message. So, Janet, I'm glad. I hope that you have that same experience this week. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. And then I'm going to invite you. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, LaVita. Good morning, Samuel. Good morning, April and Janet. And I'm sure there are others uh, that are here, but I just don't see your name. But I'm so glad that you're here. Good morning, everyone. Uh, she says, somebody says, no volume. Um, is there anyone else that's having a no volume problem? Let me know. Uh, either text it to me on my phone, 
or um uh or put it in the chat but i only see one person with no volume maybe let your connection go and then reconnect seems to be isolated just to yourself all right let's uh let's have a word of prayer and then we're going to go to luke chapter 7 and verse number 30 in ephesians chapter 1 this is a this is a teaching moment this is a teaching moment it's going to be brief but it's going to be so um impactful that it's going to be short because it's a lot to to take in Luke chapter 7, go ahead and get your Bibles, Luke chapter 7, and also Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to, we're going to go into the Word of God um, to get a word of knowledge, and I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will give you understanding. Eternal God, we're praying this morning for all of those that are here and that are listening, uh, that, that have a symbol here in this, our period, period of worship. Thank you, Lord, for each of them by name. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit that they encouch. Um, thank you, Lord, for the salvation that you have distributed to each of them in such great measures. Not just saved, like saved, but God saved, like continuously through each situation and through each circumstance, there is salvation. God, this morning, salvation reigns, salvation rules, and it is salvation that are made only possible through Jesus Christ. That's why I'm so very careful to know that right now, even this prayer is in his name. God, nothing that I ask is outside of the authority of the name of Jesus Christ, the son of our living God. It is in his name that we also say thank you in advance for everything that we're going to experience, everything that we're going to be partakers of. Thank you for it. Now, God, give us a word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, right to the word of God. There, There is a truth to this that every one of us individually, by name, Gloria, LaVita, Regina, Samuel, Janet, myself, all of us. We're all experiencing something collectively, but at the same time, at the same time, we're we have our own individual struggles. Collectively, that's everyone and could be some geographical area, but it could be global that we experience some financial trauma or we could uh, uh, backset or we could be experiencing, take for instance, COVID. That wasn't isolated to any single city, community, state or nation. It was the globe entirely. Everyone, everywhere was affected by COVID. Right now in our city in Decatur, Alabama, unlike everybody that is tuned in here this morning, we are encountering an act of misjustice because of the recent shooting 
of Stephen Perkins and people that are in Ohio or Georgia are not immediately f affected by the protests even here in Alabama in Anniston they are not immediately affected by what's happening to us here locally every day but we all encounter our struggles our difficult moments the things that happen I pray that you're ready now the question becomes when things happen to us individually or collectively all of a sudden I learn that I have cancer by a medical diagnosis the doctor tells me that I have an active cancer and that it is threatening my life directly that affects me my future my life it affects those that are around me because of their care and their love for me but not everyone know that I have cancer and if I am active in carrying out an assignment for God working through the powers of God in a mighty way people are being blessed by the things that I do and the things that I say and then you learn that he has a terminal disease the question becomes how could God take him from us how could God allow this to happen when he is doing so many things well let me let you think a little bit greater how about the son of God who was given sight to the blind, healing, feeding, teaching, and yet his life comes to an ab abrupt halt because some people decided that they wanted to come against him and they were so determined with their revolt against Jesus Christ that it resulted in his crucifixion and his death. But I don't know if we asked how often we asked how did this happen or how could God permit this to happen? I want you to look at the benefit of his death. I want you to see that how maybe the plan that Jesus would live to be 70 years old was thwarted, meaning that they came against that. But God's plan that all men be saved through his death and becoming sin for us was a great success. So on the one hand, we lose him in his life and his mortal life. His life in the flesh was cut short. But as a result of his life being cut short, we had a perfect salvation in his death in that he became sin for us. So what I want to talk to you about for a moment, and I want you to grasp this now, things that happen, how are you going to classify them? Are you going to look at it as a loss? Or are you going to look at it as a greater gain? And the only way that you're going to be able to answer that 
is you're going to, you must get out of how you process things and look at it from God's perspective. There are two things that come here, two words. You've heard them both. And I'm going to ask you a question about them. And I want you to answer honestly to yourself. You've heard of God's plan, right? You've also heard of God's will. Yes. God's plan. God's will. Are they the same? And when something happens that is negative or seems to be out of place or untimely, like how could this happen now? Happen now means when someone is 16 or 17 years old or 30 or 40 years old and something tragic happens to them, but if they were 80 or 90 years old, then we resort to the idea where Lord God gave them a good, wholesome life. Well, why don't do that to me? Because what if God wants me to be 120 years old? Don't don't just write it off that I that I get out of here at 67 or 68 and say, well, Don lived a good old life. No. Feel that same way. Oh, I he I felt like he was going to live to 120, 130. A little human air. But notice how we process things and how we put things, whether we determine whether it's something negative or it's something that is acceptable. I'll put it that way. Acceptable or negative. Negative or acceptable. God's plan, God's will. Now, in the scripture, I want you to see something that is written. It's written, and what you're about to read is how a person, a group, an individual, can actually go against God's plan. That's right. They can actually go against God's plan. Now, let's go over and let's look at Luke chapter 7 and verse number 30 so that you can know that this is actually in the Holy Scriptures. Luke chapter 7 and verse number 30 says, But the Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God. Now, the counsel of God is from the Greek word bole. Bole, that's the counsel of God, which means the instructions of God or the plan of God, God's plan. They rejected his plan. That's what the Bible says. The Pharisees and the lawyers rejected the counsel of God against themselves. Okay? In other words, we are not going to line up with what your plan has designated. We are not going to line up with what your plan has, the plan that has been set by you. Now, what was that? We're not going to be baptized of him. We're not going with that. We're not going to ride with that. Now, that was God's plan that you should be. But they rejected that plan. Somebody put amen so that I can know y'all listening to me carefully. And I'm not going to get louder than this. And I'm going to be finished shortly. They rejected God's plan. I'm trying to see if somebody's saying amen. They rejected God's 
They rejected God's plan. Yeah. Okay. So in Luke 7 and 30, we see that they decided themselves individually that they were not going to go with God's plan. So what we have actually here is we have for us so that we can, and I'm going to the next scripture in Ephesians, but I want you to see this. In theirs, it was a baptism. In yours, I want to talk about your struggle, your pain, whatever you classify as negative. And on the other side, so it's your suffering, okay, and it's God's strategy. My suffering, his strategy. My suffering, his strategy. So, in my suffering, is that a part of what God wills or is that a part of what God plans? It depends on how you're going to look at it. Go back again. Someone 80 years old and they die, it's like, oh, they lived a good old life. Someone 17 and they die. I mean, like, God, God, you just, you just let them die. What happens when they're 17? What happens when they're 24? What's the difference? Who's the mover in this? Who's the one who makes the final determination in this? Who has designed the plan? Whose strategy is this? We have two things here, and I don't want to get so teachy with this without being in person. But that bole or that wish or God's plan, God's plan can be rejected. It can be rejected. You discover in Luke chapter 7 and verse number 30 that, it, that God's plan can be rejected. The Pharisees and the lawyers rejected his plan. Human beings can reject the plan concerning themselves, but they cannot reject God's ultimate plan for the entire world. You can step in and things can happen and they can set in place where they just kind of upset us, but they are still working towards, listen carefully now, regardless of what it is, sickness, pain, struggles, adversity, problems, however they exist, things that are created by individuals, things that individuals do. They can themselves, in all of the sin that is in this world, these things can happen. Sickness is something that has come about us because our flesh is subject in this world, but our spirits remain strong and unaffected. I hope you're getting this. The Pharisees cannot, could not prevent God's ultimate plan. They couldn't, they're not going to change what the end is going to be because they decide to do something. Are y'all hearing me carefully? So now, you got to look at this and you've got to see clearly 
that individually, the things that you do, the things that happen to you, the things that are happening to us, the things that we want an answer to, how could this happen? It depends on the individual themselves that can do something that's going to upset your life, that's going to affect your life, but it's not going to affect the major plan. Now go to Ephesians chapter 1, and this is where I want to rest, right here. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm going to start reading at verse number 9. Paul, are y'all here? Paul, let me go over and take a look and see who's saying what here. Yes, I see Samuel says yes. Gloria says amen. Regina says amen. I think everybody's learning. Okay, I'm going to move forward now. Let's look at this carefully. Here is what's going to require you to get out of just mediocrity. That's saying lukewarm. That's saying you're not fervent. You're not burning in the power of God, but you're just sitting there just, just, I'm just going to be perfectly honest. You're just taking up space. You got faith, but you're just sitting there just, oh, God, work it out. You don't want to do faith without works is dead. This is where I want it to become fervent. I want it to be burning. I want you to move from just being stagnant and just okay, and I want you to just, look, I want you to get at God and get to his feet, and I want you to bow down in sincerity and say, Lord, here I am right here, and I want you to speak to me. I want you to talk to me. I just want to hear your voice. I want to know from you, and I want to be convinced and reassured in myself. I need you to make your presence known in my life. I'm, I'm finished with this today, people, but the only way that you're going to move from the worries and being overthinking, let me put that word out there today because I got a whole thing on overthinking. You cannot sleep at night, not because your body is not tired. Your body's tired. Your mind actually needs rest. I, I'm, I'm digressing here. You should be sleep. But the reason that you're not sleep is because you're overthinking. You're, you're not, you're not, no, 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 no. You're overthinking. You're overthinking. The reason that I have such anxiety now is because I have permitted myself too long now to overthink. And my flesh, my body can only take so much. Are you hearing me? Just... Just abuse. I've abused my mental state by overthinking. And the only way that you're going to become fiery where you can start controlling the idea that I need to stop overthinking, leading to worry, things that God only you can do. And if, if I would rest in you, I wouldn't overthink. If I would rest in you, I wouldn't overact. If I would rest in you, I would have calm in the storm. Can I go back to where we were in Matthew 14? Jesus never rebuked that storm. He never rebuked that storm. When he came walking on water, he used the storm. 
The storm was a part of the plan. He used the storm. Just because I gave you permission the, uh, to go to the other side, I did not give you the power to make it without me. He gave you permission to go forward. But when you go forward, you're going to encounter a storm. But when Jesus comes in with you, he never rebukes the storm. Can I get you to type something with me while I slow down for a minute? But, but at the same time, I want to get finished. I want you to type this. Jesus, you need to type it because you got to remember. And I'm putting the exclamation point. I'm putting two. I'm putting three. Jesus never rebuked the storm. If the storm is cancer and Jesus don't rebuke it, if the storm is misjustice and Jesus doesn't rebuke it, then that means that he's using it. It means that it's working for him. It's employed by him. Levita, don't overthink. April, don't overthink. Gloria, stop overthinking. Janet, don't overthink. Dad, don't overthink. Trust the bigger plan. Don't get sidestepped. I'm, I'm going to Ephesians, and I'm well, God Almighty. I'm, I'm so glad. I thank God for the day. Jesus never rebuked the storm. What does that mean to you? He sent them to the other side on the ship. The ship was tossed by the wind. At midnight, he comes to them walking on water. Peter comes out of the boat, walks on the water, sink goes down but never goes under it's sinking but never goes under beginning to sink remember what the text says didn't say he sank but beginning to sink and in all of that you would think that jesus all you got to do is tell the tell the wind to be still tell the water to stop moving but he never did he told his disciples the same thing that he's telling you today keep coming to me you're in hand's reach. I got you. I got your back. Low, I'm with you. High, I'm with you. Everywhere, I'm with you. I got you. You may be going down, but you'll never go under. I need you to burn fervently this morning to know the power of God and to know how a police officer can go out and pull a weapon and gun a black man, a white man, a Jewish man, an Arabic man, can gun any man down at any time. And just because he operates outside of what God's plan is doesn't mean that he's going to change God's ultimate plan. Someone can plow into me. T-bone me, run a red light. I could die suddenly. And you're going to be angry. You're going to be mad. Were they drunk? Were they texting? What were they doing? What happened? How did it happen? And you're going to want things to go 
Let me tell you something. It's not going to change God's ultimate plan. I want to encourage encourage everybody. Thank you all for typing that. I want to encourage everybody to get, get behind God's plan. And when you get behind his plan, have less to say. Stop talking so much. Stop conversating. Trust. Ephesians chapter 1. Paul the apostle, he comes out. I'm going down to verse number 9. And this is where Don is. And this is why y'all have to pray for me because I'm a strange person these days. And I'm not only strange to you, I'm strange to my own self. And I'm strange because God ain't ever had it in my life like I know he has it now. I'm going to say that one more time so that you don't misunderstand what I said. He always had me, but now I'm acknowledging that he has me. And that makes me live some strange days, really. Verse number nine, having made known unto us. Are you reading with me? Verse number nine, Ephesians chapter one. Now, One in seven is a sermon that says it has to happen. I think that's one of Janet's, one of Janet's favorite sermons. If God raised Jesus from the dead, not if, like if, conditional, he did. So let's say it that way. Since God raised Jesus from the dead, what else could ever trump that? What could override that? If that, when, because that happened, I can face anything. I don't have to back up. I can move forward. That's what I preach from verse, in in Ephesians 1, from verse 1, but verse number 9 is where I want to rest right now. Having made known unto us, unto me, unto you, the mystery of his will having made known to us it has happened it's not going to happen it has happened Janet it has happened mom it it has happened not going to happen Samuel he has made known unto us his will Not the little things that people do to upset our day. We don't know what folks are going to do next. Some nut could be waiting on me to walk out of this building right now. He could have me confused with somebody else, or he could just be looking for a preacher, or he'd be looking for a black man. Not that, but he has made known to us the mysteries of his will. Now, it's up to you to get strange like I am. Now, let me tell you, it's going to cause you to look at a whole lot of things and people a whole lot different. And you ain't going to get crazy. It ain't like you're going to get paranoid. 
but you're just going to get calm because he ain't going to rebuke the storm. You're going to do the same thing he did. Lazarus died. Jesus wept. But he certainly ain't crying because Lazarus is dead because he already know that he about to get Lazarus up. Well, then why is he crying? He crying because Mary and Martha crying. If y'all see me crying, I'm not crying because I'm hurt. I'm crying because I have. I'm sharing in your emotion. I'm sharing in your loss. But I ain't sharing like God's, God's will fail, his plan. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm knowing what's happening here. Having made known to us the mysteries of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed, in himself. Can I translate that for you? It ain't really got a whole lot to do with you, but at the same time, it has everything to do with you. It's what pleases God. And you've got to get to the point that what pleases God pleases you. <laughs> I'm finna type something. I'm not going to even say it. I'm going to let y'all read it. Y'all read that. <laughs> His good pleasure. His good pleasure. He purposed it in himself. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, that was Dora's funeral. What are you going to do? with this time everywhere I'm going don't call me to do a funeral don't call me to do that because I'm going to I'm going to declare the premise of God I'm going to acknowledge you and I'm going to talk as much as I know but I'm going to declare the premise of God I'm going to tell a whole truth the question is what are you going to do with this little space of time that you have left because you can't waste time that in the fullness of times he might gather together in one, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Everything. Everything. Somebody's getting this. And then somebody's like, oh, what in the heck is he talking about today? But I hope somebody's burning right now. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated. Now, if it's already been predetermined, that means that the day that somebody stops breathing and move from this eternity to that eternity, which is all one eternity. People, I am not on my way to heaven. If it's predestined before the end happened, before the beginning, the end had already come in the end of time. Is actually my beginning. God has no end. Predestined plan. You cannot just because you like the Pharisees or whoever else does whatever they do. You ain't changed nothing. God's immense perfect will is being done. And I'm so happy. 
predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsels, the plan, the counsels, the plan, the advisement <laughs> of his own will. Phew. Somebody got that. I'm finished. Verse number 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. That's it today. That's all. Somebody say, is that it? I, I like last Sunday better when he was standing up and he was talking about it. Then. Boy, you should love today then because what I was talking about today is going to get you ready this time. <laughs> this time. Two evils don't equal a good. Somebody shoot me, you shoot them. You didn't bring me back. Now you got something to deal with. The greater justice for me and all the small justices that are being done every day, which is seek with what we got in this land, find it, carry it out. I worked in housing inmates and people who broke the law for several years. It don't make them better people. Who they are is who they're going to be. Remove them from society. But my greatest justice is God's plan, his will. In that if you who think that you can take my life, ruin my life to you, let me bring it down to where the rubber meets the highway. This is what you got to say when you go to work tomorrow and when somebody else does something to you who think you're about to wreck my day, what you meant for bad, it just worked for my good. I'm getting ready to see y'all next week. Everything that happens in the coming week is working to your good. Hear what the text says to you. You ain't wrestling against flesh and blood. And I want you to check this out to all of you Bible scholars. Evil in heavenly places. Well, now, that's a euphemism. How can there be evil in heavenly places? Maybe you need to get in that text and read a little higher. Just because everybody say, Lord, Lord, just because they say Christianity. I told y'all about that, and you're going to find that out soon. You're going to need to be more than a Christian. <laughs> you're going to need, because now the question is, we the true Christians. No, them the Christians over there. No, them the Christians. I tell y'all what, y'all decide that. I ain't either one of them. I told you Christianity was going to come to an end, just like religion. Y'all better stop living behind these words and start having a true relationship with God. And don't mess around and let people make relationship a buzzword. You better have, what is it with you? It's undefined. There ain't no word for it. There, it's un, it's un, it's un, you can't classify it. What I got with God, there ain't no word for it. How about that? I'm messing up everything, aren't I? I don't want to be on Christian. I don't want to be this. You're a child of God. That's enough. 
is working for my good. For my good. Whew. I'm I'm sorry, y'all, that I'm strange. I feel like Enoch some days. I'm going to walk right on up out of here. But I love y'all all every step of the way. Everybody. Especially y'all. I see you, Cassie, in here. Samuel, I love you. I know you texted me the other day, and I get those texts, and I get those calls. And Debbie is probably stewing because I was supposed to be in Cleveland today. I was supposed to be in Cleveland yesterday. I lost my niece, my oldest sister's daughter-in-law. I'm praying for Michael, his son Michael, and for Michaela. They lost their mom. She battled with cancer for a number of years, talking about a, a hero, shero. Nita was truly a shero. She lost after a long years of battle with breast cancer. She reached her demise last Thursday. They had her funeral this Saturday, Thursday two weeks ago. Michael Rice, Michael James Rice, my nephew. And I was supposed to be in Cleveland today. Samuel said it ain't over until God says it's over. That's right. Now, I want you type that, Sam, and I want you to live up to that. But you do, because every time they take you to the hospital, Sam, go back home. <laughs> I love that. Hallelujah. Bless you, Regina. I enjoyed talking to you this morning, baby. That was wonderful. We're trying to sort this thing out. We're trying to, Lord, we've been trying to figure out from a Tucker perspective, how is all us related? We just say it a little bit and then we let it go because we can't figure it out. It's just too many of us. I told her in the end, whew, we ain't, nobody going to know who's who. We just know, look, you can somehow. I love you all. It's working for my good, Gloria. I love you all. And listen, somewhere, somehow, and I'm concerned, I get concerned a little bit when people um, – with money, because I don't ever want to be associated with stuff that has anything to do with anything that's going to bring a blemish. you got to find somewhere, because we don't have a church, and, and I'm not asking for anybody to help me pay for anything, just find somewhere to sow into, please. If you want to sow in the nation's harvest, you keep doing that, but I know we don't have a building. Expense that I have to keep these things going, that's up to you. But make sure that what you do that you do what it says, God loves the cheerful giver. If you want to keep giving to Nations Harvest, I'll continue to put it into whatever I'm using in the way of ministry. The Lord has taken care of me too well to ever need people's money to take care of my personal and my private life. However, some, there are those of you that's been with me so long, that's what you wanted it to do anyway, is to take care of the man of God. So you keep doing it, but you just feel you'd make sure that you're doing it by faith so that God can bless your finance. All right? That's right. Because we we won't, uh, we, <laughs> Regina say too many. Lord, yes, he's talking about tuckers, y'all. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of us. So anyway, um, I'm, just, I'm just taking this time to spend with you all, and I'm about to spend the rest of my day. I hope y'all got that today. Think about his plan, God's plan, and you 
Stop overthinking. Stop all of that overthinking. Stop it. <clears throat> Stop. And I'm going to play my part. But I'm not going to let people, I'm saying this, and then I'm going to really be out of here. I'm not going to let people, just because I've been around here and I've been a pastor and I've been a city leader, and you don't see me and you wonder, why ain't Don saying something? Why ain't Don doing something? I move on God's command. I'm not Don's preacher, and I don't need a platform. I don't play run out on the stage and take a bow. Never have, never will. I'm not a people preacher. I wasn't called by man. I move at his command, and trust me, I can distinguish between what I want to do and what God wants done. Okay? So having said that, y'all keep praying for me with my strange self, and I'll see y'all next Sunday. I love you. <clears throat> God loves you the most. I'll see y'all next week. Better days. Yeah. Mm -hmm.